0: Great morning, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Thank God for Monday. I'm Brother Greg Cellini, the Franciscan Brothers of Brooklyn and Seton Hall University, class of 1985. My great pleasure to be back with you today. The purpose of our show, Thank God for Monday, is to inspire you, our audience, to take personal responsibility for your professional satisfaction. We want to provide you hope, healing, and peace in these unprecedented, turbulent, uncertain times. Motivates you to search deep inside yourself in the quest for fulfillment. Listeners, it's really up to you as to how you utilize the information we provide today to take full accountability for the decisions you make in a resulting outcome. one of the goals of our show, thank God, for Mondays to introduce role models, role models of people who take very bold steps in their work lives. This is a very special time, professional football season. And as such, we are honored today to have with us a most special guest. His name is Chris Carlisle. Chris's 35 years of experience in the classroom and in the coaching profession have inspired people of all walks of life to maximize their full potential and has made him one of the nation's most sought-after motivational speakers. He is also the author of the timely and enlightening book, Move or Die, Creating a Game Plan from Stuck to significant. Great morning and welcome to Thank God for Monday, Chris.
1: Good morning, Brother Gregory. Thanks for having me. I look forward to spending some time with you and your, your listeners. Uh, the pleasure is all ours.
0: Please tell the listeners from what city and state you are speaking from this morning, please.
1: Right now I'm in Gilbert, Arizona, which is just south of uh, metropolitan Phoenix. It's a large, you have uh uh, Tempe, and you have Mesa and Chandler, and Gilbert is in the south side of uh, of Phoenix if you look at the mass of the me- metropolitan area.
0: Well, you're on the best coast there. Thanks for getting up extra early to be with us today. We've only got about 30 minutes. We're going to jump right into the deep end of the pool. You have an amazing life. You have been able to find success despite physical handicap fighting through a speech impediment, battling cancer, and then living through a life-threatening accident. How have you been able to find success through all this, Chris? Help us out, please.
1: There, there's no choice, brother. There, there is no choice but to go on. I, I, um, when I was born with a physical handicap, the, mother, the, the doctors told my mother that uh, I would never run like the rest of the children. And uh, he was right. But my mother looked at him and said, we'll see. (laughs) And I was never able to run like the rest of the children. I actually ran better. I was able to earn a scholarship in college playing football. Uh, Then chasing my brothers, my two older brothers, I fell and knocked out my two front teeth. And uh, we're not sharks. And so the teeth don't just roll back in. There's a schedule for your teeth to come back in. And they weren't ready. And so I developed a, a speech impediment. And then a real bad stutter. And so I remember my mother talking to the speech therapist at the elementary school. And the speech th- therapist said, well, he'll never be a public speaker. And my mother's comment to that was, we'll see about that. <laughs> and so I, I get to do this. Uh, I think uh, I like to reference, and I know I get away from my book in this, but there's an author named Randy Posh. And he wrote a book called The Last Lecture. And he... Randy Posh was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And so he actually gave his last lecture at this series. And he talks about the walls that are put up in front of us. And in the book and in his lecture, you can pull it up on YouTube also. It's great that he talks about the walls are not there to stop you. They're there to see how badly you want something. And he said the walls are actually there for the other people. And so I find that I read that one time and I I read that book about once a year now, because it's so inspiring. And it really helps me again, reset my mind that, Hey, that those little things. And and to me, little things are being born with a handicap, uh, having a speech impediment, uh, being diagnosed with cancer, having uh, a chicken house fan crush my skull. All right. Those are the things that are put in my way. And I had two choices. I could either be stopped or I could find a way around that. And I think we all have that choice. Everybody has their their, their burdens to carry. But you have a choice in your life. You can either let it stop you or you can keep moving forward. And that's kind of the the part of the book is move or die. Because And I'm not talking physically die. I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about personally, socially, professionally that you die, you stop living the life that God has meant for you. And um, so you, you need to continue to move or whatever your dreams are will die.
0: Oh, at Seton Hall University here, we have the motto, Hazard Zed Forward, Advance despite difficulties. You are a perfect role model, Chris Carlyle of Hazard Zed Forward. Let's dive right into this great book of yours. What motivated you to write, move, or die.
1: I was actually writing a book on training. I was a strength conditioning coach for the last 25 years of my career. And I was writing a book about training football players. And I started my master's degrees in history. And so oh. I do a lot of research. And so I was researching the idea of movement. And I fell upon a study uh, done by Texas A&M University in which they went back to the beginnings of humans. And they found that that need to move is genetically imprinted in our system, that we have to move. And and it goes out throughout your life. Uh, During the writing of the book, my my father passed away. And in hospice, he tried to get up and was always trying to move. And I asked the hospice nurse, I said, "What's, what's the deal? And she goes, we call it terminal restlessness. Oh. that the, the, though the body is dying the mind still needs to move and so even I mean that just again it just stamped what my beliefs are that we continue to move so uh, I have seen so many people so many talented people in life not just in sports but in life that have so many talents so many things going for them and I talk about them in my book that they they put those aside that they stop moving. And 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 they put themselves in a situation where they become stuck and then they stagnate. And then, like I spoke before, then, then their careers, their dreams, everything they wanted to be dies. And, and we don't need to do that. We can be what we want to be. When I was eight years old, I told my buddy Nate Lau, I'm going to win a Super Bowl. Now it took me 40 years to do it. <laughs> oh my God. But you know, over my left shoulder, I have proof that I did that. Oh wow! Right? And I was in your in your state, in your home state of New York, I we did it there in Giant Stadium. But the thing is, if you have a goal, if you have a dream, you can do this if you really want to.
0: That is amazing! Absolutely amazing! Brings back memories because I said, "Gee, how are they going to play a Super Bowl in New Jersey in February?" And I think it was fifty-six degrees. And my goodness, as I recall, you smothered the Broncos right from the first play. Amazing, <laughs> that's for sure. Let's talk about this a little bit. Your journey from a high school teacher to Super Bowl champion. Share with us about this, please, Chris.
1: Well, how you know it, it was it, it was a great pass. Um and, and here's an interesting thing that that I, I like to point out. I only had one interview during that whole, you know, nine moves I made or eight moves I made to get to the NFL. And that was my first one. And now here's the problem. And I talked about this in chapter one, when I came out of college, I had three things going against me. I had arrogance, ignorance and inflexibility. Wow. And if we think about that, a lot of us are in that boat. Now, if you allow arrogance, ignorance and inflexibility to control your life, you're stuck where you're at. You're not going to move. And I was able to move through these and learn and in the, in the, how to get past them. Uh, the one on inflexibility is the, the story about that, how I, I passed through that. Uh, and, and I believe that God is there to keep us on track. And he will nudge and persuade and lean into us trying to keep us on track. Well, I was hard headed. I was arrogant. I was ignorant. (laughs) I was inflexible. And as a coach, I had one tool in my toolbox and that was yelling. I had grown up that uh, Bobby Knight, Vince Lombardi, uh, you know, those guys did two things. They yelled and they won. So if I wanted to win, I would just yell louder than everybody else. And so I got to the job at Subiaco, Arkansas. It was run by Benedictine monks. And my first day there, it was in the summer, and I set up the weight room and I plugged in the fan. Now, around Arkansas, they have chicken houses, which are these long buildings where they put the chickens in. Oh, wow. And they have these fans that are four feet tall with blades that are about 18 inches by about nine inches, and they're stainless steel. Oh, my goodness. And they're only covered, the fans are only covered on one side. And so when I plugged the fan into the outlet, it sparked. Oh. Now, Mama Carlisle did not bring up an idiot. Okay. So I said, Well, I'm not going to touch that cord again. When I get ready to leave, I'll switch the motor off. All right. And so I leaned in to find the switch on the motor, and that blade oh. hit me right there, crushed oh, my skull, no. eggshelled it in, tore the brain sack. It was, it was, but here's the thing, brother it did not knock me out. That's how hard headed I was. Oh didn't knock me goodness. Out. So so I'm going through the process of healing and the season's coming and I had to go to my neurosurgeon to get the last checks done. And he said, "Okay, you can't lift weights because you can't strain intracranial pressure will kill you. You can't oh. hold a sneeze in. Intracranial pressure will kill you." And I'm going, "Check, no problem, check." And he said, "And you can't yell."
0: Oh my goodness
1: how in the world, this is, I was been coaching for 12 years now, how in the world was I going to coach if I wasn't going to be able to yell? All right. And so here's, here's how I bring this around. God has tried to put me on the right path my whole life. And at that time, he said, okay, he rolled up a newspaper and hit me across the nose. The newspaper happened to be a chicken house fan Mm -hmm. with the 18 inch blades, nine inch wide stainless steel blades. And so, the thing was that that it did. And so I go out to my first practice and I'm, I'm used to yelling and all, the players all, you know, w- w- were all intimidated by me and, and I lived with fear. And I walked up and I said, let's go out there and be great at, 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 at that tone. No more oh, than, than, a, than, a, wow. than, than the whisper your mom gives you in church. All right. Sure. And you know what happened for the first time, brother? The team leaned in rather than reeling back. They wanted to hear what I had to say. It was such an epiphany, chaotic moment right there that, wow. that they wanted to hear. And, and I always thought it was just my, my, my voice and my intimidating way was that I got people to play for me. But they wanted to hear. And they wanted to listen. Now, here's the cr- crazy stats. Up to that point in my career, my record was 39, 77, and one. Oh. So you hire me, you could be assured of three wins. All right. How about that on a resume? Oh, that's amazing. You lost. Now, since, since, since that point when God touched me with that Chicken House fan, I went 249, 87, and one. A total I won four national game. championships, a junior college, three NCAA Division one national championships, went to the Super Bowl twice and won the Super Bowl. Oh, all right. And oh. it, it was that moment, that moment right there where I learned that a coach is not a bully, a coach is a teacher. And we're there to go ahead and teach. And it changed my career, it changed everything wow. the way I, I did everything. And again, like I said, Sometimes God puts things in your way and, and you find a way to go, you know, find a way that this is a reason why it was done. Oh. You know, God doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> There's a reason in everything he does. And so in my life, that was that moment where, you know, if, if I had not understood what he was trying to tell me and found the, the truth in front of my eyes, uh, you know, I, I don't, because I, I, I was kind of a Thomas kind of a guy, because I've had people try to help me with my coaching and help, help me make, be better. But but you know I doubted I doubted that I wow. I, I knew that Vince Lombardi and Bobby Knight and, and Woody mm-hmm. Hayes they were all successful because they yelled.
0: Sure, well, that's
1: but amazing. before my eyes I saw the transition and, wow. and and it did it changed my whole life.
0: Uh, what a story and what a guy you are! Thank you so much for inspiring us today, and thank God for Monday. Now, just how important, Coach Chris, is it to understand who one is? and where you want to be. How important is this who you are where you want
1: to be. I think that's the most important thing we can do to make sure our life is going in the right way. Now, here's the problem. You've got to be truthful with yourself. You can't you can't you can't believe you are what you want to be if you're not that yet. Wow. Okay. And we can't listen to those people around us so much. All right. Because there's two types of people, those who are left and those are going to pull you back to keep you with them. And so you've got to vet out your friends. You've got to understand who is there to make you better. I have I use an Al Capone quote and Al Capone once said when he was talking about people that are his friends. He said, I would rather have five quarters and 100 pennies or four quarters and 100 pennies. Oh my goodness. I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. All right. Because he doesn't want to deal with all the change. Think about that. You can have four quarters in your pocket or you can have a hundred pennies in your pocket. You got to carry all that load with you. And so find those four. I've got five. That's why I made a mistake on the quote. Mm -hmm. I have five people that are those who are in my life who continually lift me. They challenge me, but the most important thing they do is they tell me the truth. And that's the problem. People, people have two truths, the truth they want to hear and the truth they need to hear. All right. And so my friends are more than happy to tell me the truth I need to hear, which inspires me and pushes me forward because they're they're not trying to pull me back. They say, this is what you need to get better at. And here's how we're going to do it. All right. And so they they have an answer along with that, but understanding who a person is, who you are, if you don't understand, there's nowhere you can go. It's, it's kind of like going on vacation with no plan. Where are you going? I have no idea. We're just gonna get in the car and drive. How do you know when you get there? Sure. So you have to look at yourself. You have to understand why you're doing this, what you're doing, who you are. And and I think the the, the most important thing in that is the who part. You know, it, you've got to understand who you are in this whole situation. Because you're not your parents and you're, you're, you're not that movie star or that that uh, that uh, singer on, on MTV. Mm. You've got to be who you are. Because wow. here's the thing. If you limit yourself to being only as good as your parents are or only as good as that, that person that you idolize, then you're limiting who you can be. Never put limitations on yourself.
0: Oh, that makes
1: sense. And, and then next is what? Understand you what. What makes you unique? What makes you special? Because God gave, gave us everything we need, but he, everybody is touched differently, and they have different skills and they dif- have different abilities. I, I liken it to uh, a box of crayons. Now, I'm an eight-crayon eight box guy, brother, okay? I'm only eight, and the big, thick ones are as big as a man's thumb, okay? That, that, those are my eight crayons, but I, I use every single one of those crayons every day. Here's the thing I worry about. I worry about those people that have the big 120 box with the pen, the sharpener in the back. Yes, yes. And, and you look over at their desk and they're not using half of the crayons. They have all that talent. God gave them all that talent in them, but they're not using that. And that goes back to move or die. Push yourself to find out who and how special you can be. And so find out who you are, what you are, and why you want to be special, all right? And and when you do that, then all of a sudden things open up. So that's why it's important to know who you are.
0: I can sense just from the short time we've spent together already this morning, you have an incredibly unique work ethic, that's for sure, Coach Chris. One of the things that I believe you say is that the grind is not (laughs) a bad thing. This is totally different than what we've heard. Tell us about this, please.
1: Okay. here The problem with the grind is everybody sees the problems and they're big problems in front of them. I see a problem. I go, oh, that is great. And what (laughs) I'm going to do is I'm going to grind that problem. It's like a rock to me. And I'm going to grind it down to gravel. And I'm going to use that. I know this sounds cliche-ish, but I'm going to use that gravel as foundation for me to build them. Wow. All right. And so I can go ahead, think about it. You look at the foundation of an outhouse or a skyscraper who do you want to be? All right. They're totally different. They're just a little uh, outhouse sits on the ground, very little foundation. Skyscraper, you got to go down and be depth and have great work and everything. And so you go through the process of this grind that you look forward every day. I get to, and in life, brother, we have two choices. I get to, or I got to, I get to eat ice cream. I got to eat cauliflower. Oh, All right. If you look at life, as everything. Well, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Then then, then then, it's a job your whole life. But if I get to, because once I get done with this, I get this goal. Oh. I get this opportunity. And, and it goes back to to the whole idea. Grinders never think enough is enough. Because we're continually working. Oh. I retired when I was 56 years old. I could have sat back and, and drank you know, cool drinks here in Arizona, and enjoyed right. the weather and, and not worrying about shoveling snow, not worrying about the rain of Seattle, I could have done that. But you know what, I had this need, this, this desire to continue on with my life, and to continue to move forward. Uh, in, in a football team, I was able to talk to about 100 people at a time that was who was in the, the meeting rooms. Now I go out and I speak to in a year, thousands of people passing this message on Uh how to motivate because I think I speak differently than other people because everything in my book, I lived. Too many of these books are, are based on somebody else's life and somebody else. And they're just reporting what has happened. What I can tell you is I live this and this is how the, here, here are the problems and so avoid these and stay on this path. Because it works. You can go from the high school classroom to the Super Bowl. It's not impossible. You can go uh from from ticket sales. Uh who was that? Uh, the guy who's the general manager of a, of a football team started out selling tickets. Wow. Uh, the, the, uh, the head of uh of, of Disney started out selling tickets at Disney and became the head of Walt Disney.
0: Oh, that, that is... It, so it's hilarious. there
1: for you if you want it bad enough, if you're willing to go through the grind.
0: Absolutely, no doubt about that. We've talked a little bit here, and thank God for money over the years, about the importance of lifelong learning. How does someone, Coach Chris, develop a learning mindset?
1: the The thing that I do constantly is, uh, and, and it's my, my um, mental hydra effect. The hydra effect is when you, and it goes back to Greek mythology, that you cut off one head and five heads grow back where one was. I get so hungry about a topic that when I get to one answer, five new questions come out of it. Whoa. And so I, I'm, on a, I'm on a constant quest uh, and, and it's really been my whole life is that I want to know everything. Well, I'm not there yet, but I'm farther ahead today because I was able to meet you and talk with your listeners. I'm farther ahead today than I was yesterday because I'm learning new ideas as I sit here and listen to you and I'm able to speak with you. A learning mentality is finding what your passion is and chasing it relentlessly, understanding it completely. When you understand all the ideas of what you're trying to be, then you're going to be better at what you want to be. My world was strength conditioning. Uh, I had people who were there to help me understand and learn. And then when they weren't there, I was able to travel around and ask. And this is the hard thing for some is to ask the stupid question. I'm the king of stupid questions. All right. If I don't know, I will ask. And that's how I got from a high school coach. To a Super Bowl winning a strength coach was because I was not afraid to ask the stupid, because the stupid question is only stupid when you already know the answer. But if you don't know the answer, it's not stupid. Oh, that it, means it's part. like a big puzzle that if I find that one piece, I can put it in there, or or a crossword puzzle. Sometimes you find that one word and all of a sudden five new words are solved because of that one word. Really right, an and, and so the same thing when we're talking about learning, when we're talking about progressing is, is that you've got to find out what that passion is, that goes back to understanding who you are. So all this is interrelated. Mm-hmm. And then how hard are you going to grind to get to understand everything? Then once you understand ideas, then all of a sudden you become the authority of that. And then people come to you and ask you what you think.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrific. Sadly, Coach Chris, we've only got about five minutes, but I still have some important questions to ask you. Trust. You believe trust is critical. What does the role of trust play in shaping?
1: Trust allows us to work in this world more efficiently. First of all, we have to trust ourselves. That's the biggest part. Of that. That's a number one, the biggest problem people have is they don't trust themselves. They don't trust themselves that they are good enough. When you trust yourself, then you, we talked about the four quarters, then you surround yourself with people who trust, that you can trust. Then the next step is getting people around you to trust you. And you do that through consistency, truth, routine, and expectations. That every day you're doing the same thing, you're that same person that shows up working hard, and then they go, okay, I, I, I can believe in this person. And then when you tell somebody something, it happens. It's the truth. And then your routine, every day, everybody knows you're coming in, and you're going to be the best at what you do. And then your expectations. I, I With my athletes, my expectations for them were always the same. I never lowered that bar, and my own expectations for myself were never lowered. So when you have trust, you have success.
0: That is amazing, no doubt about it. Now, the subtitle of your book, Creating a Game Plan from Stuck to Significance. Can you talk a little bit about, please, about seizing the chance, how seizing the chance can really lead to a life of significance?
1: Let me define success for you success is what you do to accomplish your goals, significance is what you do to help others around you their goals wow Uh, so when you become significant you step away from yourself and you bring people up to your level it's the old idea of as the tide rises all the boats rise with it and so you become the tide you allow you reach back and you help people through their process to become better than who they are so they can become who they want to be and you can't be jealous if that person outstrides you that's okay because you found your success, you accomplished your goals. Now, live a life of significance. Leave your mark by the people that you help around you. That's where people are going to remember you longer, not for what you did, but for what you did for other people. Oh, and that's that's from success to significance.
0: This is so Franciscan, and I'm not surprised that <laughs> uh, going from all the way from the high school to Super Bowl champion with these Franciscan ideals so, so beautifully. We've saved the most important question for last, Coach Chris. From where can our loyal listeners purchase Move
1: or Die? How can they best follow you, please? All right. You can purchase it on Amazon, of course. But I have a website, The Coach Carlisle, T-H-E Coach, C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E, thecoachcarlisle.com. And that's my website. When you get on my website, go ahead and sign up as a subscriber. It doesn't cost anything, and you will get uh, um, newsletters. You will have access to my blogs, and I continue writing on this idea. That's thecoachcarlisle.com. I'm also on all the uh, internet, the social medias. I wasn't, brother. It wasn't my world, but I'm on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, um, uh, Facebook, and Instagram, and it's all about thecoachcarlisle.com. Terrific.
0: We're on those as well, Coach. So completely understand why you're there. You are transforming the world. Listeners, no excuse. You got a lot of ways to contact Coach Carlisle here, uh, social media, but do yourselves and the world a favor. Buy this book, Move or Die, Creating a Game Plan from Stuck to Significance. I don't want you to only buy one for yourself. I want you to buy (laughs) one or two for some friends share the good. As Franciscans, we don't hold on to the good. We share the good. This is a chock full of good. I feel like I'm inspired so much. I can put the shoulder pads on and get back out there today, Coach So <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you for a wonderful, wonderful time with us today. Yes, you've enlightened us. We've been really inspired today. Thank you, brother. Your success, joy, and all this great work that you continue Amen. to do. God bless you. Thank Mr. Chadley, we're out of time. Greg's saying our hope and prayer is that when you wake up on Monday morning, just like Coach Chris does, you'll say, thank God for Monday. Until next week's episode of Thank God for Monday. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.